Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So let's go to Nehemiah 4:19. We're going to read down through verse 23. Remember Nehemiah, he was the king's cupbearer. He said, man, he had heard that Jerusalem was in ruins still. You know, they'd been allowed to go back to rebuild the temple already. They'd been carried away for 70 years by the Babylonians. Um, now you have, it looks like the Persian Empire has taken over from the Babylonians. So many of the Jews are still into exile. That's the way folks did in wartime back in the day. When they defeated you, they would carry you off to another place. I believe it would break your spirit, but they would relocate you. So um, one day, Nehemiah was sad and heartbroken. He heard the... The walls of Jerusalem had fallen down and the gates were burnt with fire. The king gave him permission to go. And here's what's going on. And it's a story of rebuilding, all right? So Nehemiah 4.19, that's just to get everybody um, caught up. He said, then I explained to the nobles and officials and all the people. They've already started rebuilding the walls, right? He said, the work is very spread out and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. When you hear the blast of the trumpet... Rush to wherever it is sounding. Then our God will fight for us. Powerful. There's a lot in here. I'm not going to get into all of it. I'm going to get into my points. But you're going to be able to pick things out, things that God is going to speak to this morning. So pay close and special attention. We worked early and late from sunrise to sunset. And half the men were always on guard. Did you catch that? They worked early and late from sunrise to sunset. They were steady. They were on task. Half the men were always on guard. All right. I also told everyone living outside the walls to stay in Jerusalem for safety. And look, also, that way they and their servants could help with guard duty at night and work, <clears throat> excuse me, during the day. During this time, none of us, not I, nor my relatives, nor my servants, nor the guards who were with me, ever took off our clothes. You can take that for whatever it's worth. I'm sure they bathed. What they mean is you lay down at night, you don't take off your clothes and get in your boxers. Probably. You don't get real comfy. You sleep in your clothes. You sleep holding your sword because there had been threats from the surrounding nations. They were jealous. It was an attack of Satan on the people of God. They did not want them rebuilding. You know, the enemy does not want you to rebuild. Some of you said, man, that was from another marriage. I lost this. I lost that in the world. No, God says now is the time to rebuild. This is your time. This is your quarter. This is your end of the year, your fall. It is your time to rebuild and get what the enemy has stolen from you. This is a time of restoration. I believe that. The world is struggling. They're not doing any better. You've heard people say, man, I ain't doing no good. They're not. Life is tough for everybody. But you know what? For the righteous, the days get brighter and brighter. Who are the righteous? Those who have accepted Jesus and know that they're right with God. It's that simple. And when you're right with God, you live like you're right with God. So look at this. During this time, none of us, not I, nor my relatives, nor my servants, nor the guards who are with me, ever took off our clothes. They stayed steady. Man, you keep that armor of God on you when you go to bed at night. You don't take it off, do you? It says we carried our what? Weapons with us at all times, even when we went for water. <laughs> These folks were ready. And here's my first point today. You're rebuilding. You're in a season of rebuilding. God has promised you some things. Some good things are happening now. There may be a few people in here who say, man, pastor, I've never accepted Jesus. Today's going to be your day to do that. Today's going to be your day to accept Jesus and let go of all the falsity and the lies and false religion of the past. Today's your day to accept Jesus. 
You say, what is false religion? It's other stuff that don't serve Jesus. Don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Many religions say, oh, Jesus was a great prophet. He was perfect, but he's not the Son of God. That is a spirit of Antichrist. That is a spirit of Antichrist. Jesus is the only way to heaven. I want you to look at me, and I want you to raise your hand and say, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Go ahead. He's the only way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. No matter which way you cut it, Everybody else is still in, the, still in their graves, or you can't find their bones. They've disintegrated. They've gone to heaven or hell. But Jesus, he, would, he never stayed in that grave. And for that reason, you need to stay on track. Somebody say, stay on track. Stay on track. We've all been there, man. We've all gotten off track. We've gotten away from connections and leadership and pastoral wisdom and godly wisdom from friends and parents and grandparents at times. Say, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to get off the track. But did you know one man of God years ago, he said, a train is freest on the track. You've got to have a track for your life. You're not going to plan out everything. You're going to plan out some things. I know some of you, it's stressful if you plan, and some people it's stressful if you don't plan, Right? It's a little stressful for me to plan, but I go, I got to. I got to bite the bullet. Got to plan. You don't have a plan. You plan to fail, whatever. But in staying on track, you stay the course. No quitting. Someone say no quitting. I wish I could tell people. I wish I could threaten them. I wish I could say, hey, man, once you accept Jesus, you know, like the mafia. I wish I could say, man, hey, you know, once you accept Jesus, it's blood in, blood out. You can never leave. You're here for life. You know, you know, like the movies, right? Hey, you can't leave. You know too much. You know too much. I can't do that. I kind of got it out of my system, though. I said it anyway, right? So take it how you want to. But as true believers, you're going to stay on track. I'm excited and impressed that you're at church on a Sunday. Praise God. Glory be to God. Glory be to the God who compelled you to come and be connected to this church and this ministry. But you know what impressed me more? If I bump into you in six months and you're still serving God. I bump into you in a year or two years, you're still serving God. I remember a lady bumped into me years ago, hadn't seen her for a year. She said, are you still saved? I said, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm still saved and still serving God. I will not leave him like Peter told him. He, Jesus said, are y'all going to leave too? Are y'all going to be offended and leave too? He said, Lord, where would we go? With you are the words of life. Where would I go? What else am I going to do? Somebody prophesied over me years ago because others had spoken word curses over me. I think it had gotten around. Someone had said, they left the church and said, you know, Matt, he's not going to stay serving God. He's going to get burnt out as the oldest son of the pastor. I don't know why they were talking. Who would talk trash like that, right? That just sounds stupid. I was in my early 20s. And about a year later, Prophets of God came here, I still remember them, and they spoke over me, and I guess I needed to hear it. But they said, you know what, thus says, thus says the Lord, you will always serve God. You will never leave Him. To your dying breath, or you, the rapture of the church, you will serve God always. I said, I receive that, and I will teach people the same. I say this to everyone in this house, once you've accepted Jesus, I believe by faith in the Lord God and the one who has the power to save you, the same one who saved you will keep you, so stay on track. Look at that screen. Everybody say, stay on track. Uh-huh. You stay rebuilt. You don't, you don't let things go into just lack of maintenance. You ever just left the, some kind of an engine light in your car? You say, I'll just ignore that. In fact, I'm going to take the sensor out so I don't have to look at it anymore. People do that. They say, let's just cut the sensor wire. I don't want to see that this Cadillac has a problem. It looks too sweet. It's got leather seats. Tony's over there smiling. He's a car guy. There's some other car guys in here and car ladies. You don't do that. It's a warning for a reason. 
I'll just ignore it. I'll ignore the warning sign. No, you got to do maintenance. In staying on track, you've got to do maintenance. Did you know our yard, God blessed us with a bigger home and a bigger yard about a, just a, over a year ago? There's more maintenance now. I just praise God. That's why I don't want 10 cars. I've never understood Jay Leno. Some of you watch his show. He's got like 100 cars or 500 cars. He's a car collector. You've got to maintain all those. To stay on track, I want to maintain my walk with God and my relationships with the people that matter. You stay renewed. You stay rebuilt. You maintain and improve. You don't just leave stuff and let it go. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I haven't been to your house, but I've been to people's houses, and it looks like nobody lives there. No, it scares me. I think I walk through that yard, and a spider or a snake is going to bite me. Freaks me out. I go, what? What are we doing here? Did they leave? Did they forget they had a lawn? What happened? Man, you got to take care of what God has given you so he can promote you to the next level. And you do that by staying on track. No quitting. No quitting allowed. I I do not promote this whole thing of, man, I'm going to serve God right now. And in three months, well, who knows? We'll just we'll flip a coin. We'll roll the dice. See if I'm feeling lucky. We don't believe in luck. God's hand of blessing is on us. You stay consistent. You must stay on track just like they did. They did it day and night. You serve God continually. Did you know I don't take time off from God when I go on vacation? Why did it get quiet in here? I don't know what that means. I don't take time off from God when, I'm off, when I have a day off. I serve God and I seek God. I talk to him throughout the day. I have my, my quiet time with him. I read the word and I pray. Why? You say, because oh, you're pastor, you have to do that. No, because I love him and I treasure my relationship with him and it helps me to stay on track. Keep doing what's right. Scripture says, don't get tired or weary of doing well. One translation says, in well-doing. For in due season, some of y'all need to hear this, You're doing better now. You said, man, I have a past. Everybody has a past. You're doing good now. Don't get tired of doing good. Don't get tired of it. Because in due season, you will reap if you don't faint. Many people get to the five-month mark and say, I can't anymore. I just faint, fall over. Don't do it, man. Stay on track. Let's go to Nehemiah 6.15. I like this part. We read this last week. It bears repeating. So on October 2nd, the wall was finished, just 52 days after we had begun. Hmm. When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. I love what Nehemiah says here. They realized this work had been done with what? The help of our God. You got some good things in your life that God gave you right now? You do, don't you? Some of you said, man, I overcame a sickness. Some of you have walked away from wrecks. Some of you walked away from abusive, bad marriages. Who knows the things you've walked away from? Addictions. Some of you said, man, I did AA and NA and different stuff. And praise God. I believe those programs work if you accept Jesus and put God first. I believe those programs work. I believe in them. God has brought you a mighty long way, somebody said. You say, man, Pastor Matt, you don't even know. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know. You, man, I could have died with that needle in my arm. I could have died, man, with snorting that line. I could have died in that shootout. Whatever happened, I could have died. I overdosed. Ah, you need to start looking around. Look at my second point. And see that it's good. See that it's good. My wife and I are about to go on our anniversary trip, and I'm telling you right now, 
I'm seeing that it's good. I'm blessed and honored to be married to that woman. I will always honor her and love her and serve her as long as we both shall live. And that's not just because she's here today, but I will tell you this. I, I need to speak the truth in love, and that is I love traveling with my, my wife because it's part of our lives. And on this trip, you know what's powerful? First part of the trip, we get to look into something very special, a possible mission trip in the future. So think about that. God is doing things. Say, why, why is it important to go on a mission trip? So you can see that it's good. Pastor Jen tells me the story that back in the day, I don't even know if the girl was saved or not, but a young lady went on their trip, and she was very wealthy and affluent. Her family was. She got so touched by going on a mission trip to Dominican Republic. You know what she did? She came home and started giving clothes away. I didn't, She gave her whole closet of clothes away. She saw, I have all this, and these kids have nothing. I need to bless the less fortunate. You need to see that it's good in your life right now. Many times we are half, glass half empty people, aren't we? Say, yeah, well, it's okay, but man, you know, it's sunny today, but it could be, you know, it could be a windstorm tonight. And we've all been there. I'm a, po- I'm a natural positive. Once in a while, my wife has to hold me accountable. She said, baby, you're more positive than this. Why are you being so negative? Because I'm not usually negative. But I think when I struggle, I get that way. But you know what? Far be it from you to ever be just Be negative and stay negative. No, you cannot stay there. You need to see that it's good. Take account. Have you ever heard the old saying, count your blessings? Count your many blessings. My mom used to sing this song. Count your many blessings one by one. I don't even remember how the song goes, but some of you remember it. Count your many blessings. Please silence all phones. I see that it's good. You have a cell phone plan. Praise God. But silence your phone. See the positive side of things. You can't, you can't be pessimistic forever. You can't. It's tough sometimes. You tell someone, hey, here's what we're going to do, and they give you five reasons why we can't do that. And I've, I've done that before myself. We've got to have vision. Yes, everything presents its own share of problems, but you've got to be able to say, you know what? I see that what God has given me, the life he has given me. Man, you folks, you don't even realize it. Pastor Jen and I have been believing for kids for years. And y'all are multiplying like the people before, during, or before and after the flood. Y'all are having babies. And I honor that. I'm excited about it. Guess what? My baby sister just had a baby. Name is Layla. Beautiful little baby. That's exciting. Be excited that you have kids. Sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do with these. I'm going to trade them, transfer them, give them away, shut them up, put them somewhere, send them off to be with Wela or something. What am I going to do with these kids? You've got kids. Be excited. We, we don't have any kids of our own yet. And I say it with a smile on my face today because I don't know what God is going to do, but I will keep believing. One day when I die, if Jesus has not returned, I will die believing because I see that it's good. I see that everything God has done for me is good. There's a guy for the Spanish service. His name's Mauricio. He sits in the back. You may not know him. He speaks pretty good English. But he always says, it's easy, Pastor. He told me one day, I called him, he said, you know what, Pastor? Every day is a miracle. It's hard to stay down in the dumps and be pessimistic when I see that it's good. You say, man, I don't want to work out. I know. Who does, unless unless you're just a health nut, right? But God gave you a workout partner or a potential one. Great. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
I joke with my workout partner say, oh, no, we, do we have to work out today when we get there? You know, just kidding. But I, I thank God that I have a workout partner, and I've, I've seen results. I've seen results. I, I had back pain. It went away. I see that it's good. Are you all with me today? There's so much positive. How many of you walked into this building under your own power today? You did, everybody. We're so grateful. I'm hearing something in the background. I don't know what that is. If that's in here, could we, could we silence that? I don't know what that is, that noise. That's weird. It, oh, it's, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's a theme song. Okay, it's like Rocky, so I can keep preaching hard. <laughs> See that it's good. See that it's good. Look, and don't ever stay down on yourself. You say, man, I made mistakes. I've sinned. I've struggled. I've, who hasn't? Today is the first day of the rest of your life, you've heard say. You've heard it said before, right? Today's the first day of the rest of your life. No day like today. Why? Because today is the day of salvation, the Lord says. He's going to deliver you today. He's going to heal you today. Believe for it today. He's going to solve your, your legal problems from mistakes in the past. We're going to believe for it today or next week or next month. See that it's good. You had the ability to come to church today. So many places in the world, I believe it's over a billion people on the planet, well over a billion people on the planet are oppressed for their beliefs, their religious beliefs, but not you today. Here you are in church on a Sunday morning. See that it's good. Nobody went hungry this week either. If you fasted, it's because you wanted to. If you skipped a meal, it's because you forgot. I'm one of those weird people. I know. People go, how do you forget to eat? That's just weird. People are like, I forgot to eat. That's, that's weird. Other, I think it's Joyce Meyer. She goes, that's just weird. How do you forget to eat? Whatever. But you had the ability and the wherewithal and the resources this week to do what needed to be done, and here you are. And I'm going to tell you something else before I move on to the next point. If you want to work in Lee County or in West Texas, how many of you know there's work? They can't get enough people. They'll be begging you soon to come work, maybe two or three jobs, because they can't get enough people. We're thousands of people short for work, huh? Not necessarily there, there's not enough people in the county. It's there's not enough people filling the jobs. I want you to see that it's good. Has God taken care of you? Uh-huh. He has. And now I'm leading into my third point, and this is important. Put that up. When you have stayed on track and you see that it's good, you take account, you take inventory, man, you can start to praise him, huh? When you slow down and go look at all the great things God has done to me and for me and with me, to protect me and be with me, you can praise him. Let's go to Nehemiah 9.5. Nehemiah 9.5. You may say, man, you don't know what it took for me to come to this place in God. Yeah, but God is using it for your benefit and his glory. Are you with me? He's using it for your benefit and his glory. So praise him. Then the leaders of the Levites, Yeshua, Cadmiel, Bani, Hashabniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pethahiah. Say that five times real fast. Called out to the what? The people. Stand up and praise the Lord your God, for he lives from everlasting to everlasting. You don't serve a God who's going to change his mind about you tomorrow or fall over dead. He's a real God. He lives forever. Scripture says he lives in eternity. He's not going to, he can't forsake you because he said he wouldn't. If you'll serve him, he stays with you forever. And he's not going to die. <laughs> He lives from everlasting to everlasting. Then they prayed. What does it say? Look at this. May your glorious name be praised. May it be exalted above all blessing and praise. Wow. 
You just got to learn. You alone are the Lord. You got to learn to praise him. You take account and praise him. Sometimes you don't have to have time to take account of everything. Just praise him. During the day, just throughout the day, I say, Lord, I praise you. Here I am. You've done so much for me. If you never did anything else for me, you've already done enough. And I praise you. I thank you. I always praise God and invites, and invites God on the scene. You alone are the Lord. You made the skies and the heavens and all the stars. You made the earth and the seas and everything in them. You what? You preserve them all. And the angels of heaven worship you. Mm. So praise him. It brings God into your equation. It brings you close to God. I've seen this. It, it can help you in times of temptation, praising God. Because it fixes your mind on him. Really? You say, man, I'm tempted with lust or to be proud. Man, no faster way to take away pride than to go, oh, Lord, I just worship you. I can't do anything without you. Say, man, I did this. Nebuchadnezzar came out and said, look at what I have done by the might and my strength and my glory for the glory of my honor, Nebuchadnezzar said. And someone called out to him and said, that's it. The kingdom has been taken from you. Everything that God gave you, it's over now. You've opened the door to the devil and it's over now. And God restored his kingdom later, Nebuchadnezzar, and he worshiped God. But why have to go through all that? Give God the praise now while you have the chance. One day every knee is going to bow, so why not do it now? Why wait? Why wait? I don't know why people want to wait. He said, if everyone is eventually going to have to bow down and give glory to God, why reject God and fall into the pit of hell one day? Just serve him now. So praise him. It brings God on the scene. It brings his presence. I said this earlier, and let me say this again. When you worship God, it brings him on the scene. Scripture says, blessed are you, O Lord, who inhabits the praises of your people. He lives within your praises. So you start to praise him, and he shows up. You say, well, where was God in that situation? Well, he was around and he was there and he knew he's omnipresent he's omniscient he's everywhere at once he knows all things he's all powerful but many times he's rejected he's not there's some churches that don't even invite god in there really and that's a terrible place to be you've got to invite god into your life by praising him and honoring him showing him say oh god knows i love him i remember one time years ago I still remember this lady and her grandson. I'd hang out with her grandson. They lived a few blocks over from me. And he was kind of spoiled, so he had a lot of cool toys and video games. And I thought it was so fun. He liked me. He was kind of borderline autistic, but he was a cool guy. We'd play video games together. And I remember one time they took me to furs. Do you remember when we had furs? At one time, it was actually good, too. And clean. Ford fell into disrepair. I haven't been back in there since they took furs out of there. But man, I remember they took, they took me to furs, the grandma and her grandson. She's probably gone to be with the Lord now. So they were Nazarenes. And uh, I started to pray, and she looked at me and goes, we thank him, right? And I said, yes, ma'am. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And she goes, he knows we're thankful, right? I guess she was trying to dissuade me from praying. And I went, yeah, he knows. I'm now, you know, and I'm going to bow my head and pray. It's out of habit, but I'm going to do it. But, and I see where she was coming from. We're thankful. We're going to have a grateful heart. I don't know if it embarrassed her. But yeah, he knows that we know that he knows that we know, but I'm going to praise him. Oh, God. That's, that's, you know, some of you have gotten in trouble because you don't tell the people around you you love them, you appreciate them enough. Oh, they know. Do they? I know God knows everything, but I'm going to vocalize it to him because Scripture commands it. Praise him, all you people, Scripture says. Everything that has breath, praise him.
praise him. Now's your chance to serve God. Now is your chance. You are at a unique place in history where the world is getting worse and you have the chance to get better. This, these are the strangest times of all, I think. They're going to be strange for the economy. You're going to see it. Strange for the world. You guys saw COVID and all the strange things the governments did and lockdowns and closing down economies and strange things. We haven't seen anything yet. Why? Because Scripture prophesies it. But for you, family of God, things are going to get better. I promise. If you'll put God first, it's going to get better and better. We go through heartache. We go through tragedy. We go through tough times. Everybody does, but you can keep getting back up as the righteous people of God. Let me go over my points again. So number one, stay on track. Somebody say, stay on track. Say it a little louder. Say, stay on track. Good job. Say, see that it's good. That's great. All right, now somebody raise their hand and say, praise him. Say it again. Say, praise him. Let's go ahead and praise him right there in your seats. Father, we honor you. We give you glory for today, Lord. I thank you because you are mighty. Nothing compares to you. You're the creator. You're the architect. You're the glorious God and Savior and Redeemer. You're the author and finisher of our faith. You are Emmanuel, God, with us. You are Jehovah, God. You are our provider. You are our satisfier. Lord, you do it all, and we honor you for it. We thank you for it, and we're going to tell people about it. If there's anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of my life, or I have not served him for years, I want you to go ahead and drop your hands. Raise your hand if you say, I want to make a new commitment for Jesus today. Say, I want to make a commitment and commit my heart to Jesus today. Is that anyone in this house? Raise your hand. Now's your time. God bless you. I see a hand up over there. That takes courage. You say, man, I want to get real with God. God bless you, Miha. God bless you, sir. That takes courage. That takes courage. Let's pray together as a family today. I want everybody to speak this out loud, especially those who raise their hands. Say, Heavenly Father, I acknowledge, I admit that without you, I'm a sinner because I've practiced sin. Lord, forgive me. Sinners need a Savior. Please forgive me, God. Cleanse me of my sin by the blood of Jesus. See, I confess and I believe publicly that you are Lord and Savior. And you died and rose again for me. Thank you for saving me from my sin, from my past, and from hell. I honor you, God, and I worship you in Jesus' name. I'm not going to make you stand up, but right where you are, I want, want you to look up from your prayer time there. I want you to look at me. If God spoke to you about something today, anything, something you needed to hear from his word, I want you to raise your hand right where you are. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What an honor. Let's pray together. Raise them hands just for a moment longer. This is a true worship service. Father, I thank you for your people, for their humble hearts for the truth they seek in your word, for the desire they have to follow you. I thank you, Lord, that your word will not return void. It, it accomplishes what you send it to accomplish. And I thank you, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you, Lord God, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I thank you, Father, that we have a confident hope in Christ who is the God of hope. We have great hope for the future, and I thank you for your people today. May your hand and blessing rest upon them 
and what they have received, Lord, let it grow and continue to prosper in their lives today and let them apply it. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen.